Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's Panos here from Life With Your Dog podcast. Thanks everyone for different questions that have come in. One of the questions that I've that we're going to talk about today is about toilet training. So three different people have messaged me directly all through some of my clients. They asked, I want to hear it on the podcast. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to address puppy training or puppy toilet training to begin with. And we'll talk about a few different variations for older dogs it can be a little bit of a difference, but generally, once we start addressing the fundamentals of toilet training, management in the house, how do we go about it, and how they're going to learn where to go in the right place, we, um, it's going to be very much the same puppies or older dogs. And obviously, the difference, one of the differences is that an older dog will be able to hold their toilet longer than what a puppy could. So the first thing we're going to talk about, management. Management's always going to come up in a lot of the episodes we're talking here because it's one of the reasons why there's so many dog training issues or behavior problems we see in our dogs, and a lot of it can be lack of good management. So if you're going to get a puppy for the first time, think about when you have your puppy, you want to either do a few things. First of all, think about crate training, think about an exercise pen, think about where do you want your puppy to go to the toilet eventually, so have an end goal. And then also how we're going to manage the puppy inside the house up until we can get to that goal. So crate training is probably a very important thing that we can discuss straight away. I would prefer to see everyone with a fresh puppy if we can start crate training them. Crate training is a really good way of managing your puppy inside of your house. It teaches your pup that we don't go tall inside the crate and we tall in the desired area. At first it'll be a pee pad, a grass pad or outside on the grass or in a desired location, if you don't have the luxury of having a backyard with grass, but we can talk about different variations as well. Crate training also helps with destructive behavior. So obviously they can't really destroy the house if they're inside the crate. And of course it teaches them independence, how to be on their own for a duration of time. And this is a good healthy skill for a puppy to have for the first year of their life. So to start the journey of crate training, big mistake people do is they whack the puppy inside the crate, they close the door, and then they have them there for an hour and then it's just a very terrible bad experience to first be introduced to the crate so the best way to deal with it deal with it is that you have your crate attached around the crate is an exercise pen so you have your exercise pen and you have your crate and you keep the the crate o- crate door open where that's where the dog's bed is we have pee pads outside in the exercise pen so that way there the puppy goes inside to sleep in in there in the crate while the door's open and then you can always come outside and play drink water go to the toilet on in the desired area and then from this, because we're not going to expect our fresh puppy eight weeks old to stay in the crate for the whole night. So you have that as your setup. You have that whether it's inside your living room or you have it in the laundry area or you have it somewhere where it's desirable to you. You can even have this inside of your bedroom to begin with as well. So there's many different variations. This isn't just the one way of dealing with crate training. And um, 
And I also don't want to focus too much on just crate training on its um, on its own, but this is a really good point of how we do we deal with the toilet training. So have your pen, have your crate attached to it. So that way there, when you're out of the house, if you're out sleeping in different times where your puppy has to be on its own, we aren't going to have toileting all over the whole house. You want to have your puppy allowed outside of the pen while you're supervising your puppy. Keep all your bedroom doors closed, maybe even section off certain areas of the house so that way that we can see where the puppy is. If your puppy's going to go off and disappear and go to the toilet, well, we don't know that they've gone toilet and then we're getting more repetitions of the behavior that we don't want. So as I said, management, always number one key. Another good point as well is that if you can section them off into a certain area of the house, so if you're hanging out in the living room watching TV and enjoy your puppy space, then you have, have your puppy there. We don't want him to be hiding somewhere or going to another room and going to the toilet. Remember, 1.6 seconds for a dog or a puppy to make the consequence between their behavior and its consequence. Outside of 1.6 seconds, there is no connection. So if your puppy's going to go behind the lounge and do a pee and you come 20 minutes later, no connection. You cannot get your puppy in trouble, tell them off, even if it was 20 seconds later. You're too late. You want to be in the moment. So for puppies, you set up the environment. Outside of, we're not talking about the exercise pen now, but outside of the exercise pen, we want to have puppy pads relatively spaced out in that in that room or in the environment that you're in but not too close together either so let's just talk about a normal a normal house people live in the house we have the the living room our desired goal is that the puppy or the or the dog eventually will go out the doggy door go to the toilet in the backyard come back inside so let's just assume that the door would be out this way and then in this area here this is where we're going to um be hanging out with your puppy you put a puppy pad you put a pee pad um, near the front door. You put another one near the the where the kitchen is, and you put another one spaced out, maybe closer towards the area of where the where the puppy's going to go to the toilet eventually. Have them spaced out around the the room, but don't have like a hundred of them in your house, and don't just have one and the other one's far away. The reason why I say this is that if your puppy's going to the toilet, you catch your puppy in the act of going to the toilet. You pick your puppy up, you put them on the pee pad. So we don't get too mad and scream at them and chase them because they're just going to learn to hide from you to go to the toilet because they've made an association of you getting extra mad and crazy every time you go to the toilet. The punishment is while you pick your puppy up while they're toileting, that is undesirable. That can be punishment enough. You can say no in a firm voice, but we don't get angry. We don't want to make them scared. We say no. We pick the puppy up midstream while it's all happening. We put them back onto the pad. That's one way of correcting it. But we don't want to talk about how to fix the problem. We want to work on the solution. And the solution is we want to be clear with our puppy of where they're supposed to go toilet. So there's a few things we need to address before that. First thing, we want to understand that puppies and dogs will go to the toilet after they eat, after they exercise, and as soon as they wake up. So those are general times when it's consistent the dogs are going to go to toilet. And also for a puppy, I'd say every half hour, um, every half an hour to 45 minutes, we're going to expect them to want to go to toilet. So Keep those things in mind when you're dealing with this. Don't leave your puppy out of the room for an hour and then expect them to hold it for that long. It's just not going to happen. So what I'll do is if we're just talking about that setup that we were just talking about before, we're hanging out in the living room. There's a couple of pee pads around. If I see it's been about half an hour and the puppy's kind of sniffing around and doing the little walking around and doing their little spins, that's an opportunity where you get your puppy and you go outside as quick as you can. And while you see them go in the toilet on the grass, if you catch it with good timing, you have food in your pocket, you say toilet, 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 or whatever word you like to use. 
then you say yes and then reward. So you have that market charge in amongst all of your training. So then that way there, we're showing the puppy while they're toileting, we're shaping the word toilet on top of the action of toileting. And then we mark it with our yes. And they're going to be focused on us when we say that word, if you've charged it properly. And then we give that food to them. Now, if we can do this consistently for the first two, three weeks, we're going to start to see a bit of a, you're going to get into a pattern, but your puppy's also going to get into a pattern. Now, really, really good puppies will wait and they'll go outside on their own. That's awesome. But most of the time, it's not going to happen. The puppy's going to want to go toilet and they're going to want to go in that moment. With those, Go back to the puppy pads. Those pee pads are spread out because we want that to be a temporary location for your puppy to go toilet. So if they go onto the puppy pad inside the house, you do the exact same thing. Toilet, toilet, toilet. Yes, and then reward them. Have um, treats spaced out, preferably close to where the pee pad is. So you don't have to go looking for treats. Have some space around so when they're doing it, you can reward them in the moment and keep on strengthening that behavior. Let's just say three weeks gone by, we're doing some peeing outside because you're catching it or you're going and you're spending some time in the yard and the puppies are naturally going to be going onto the grass on its own. And let's just say that another percentage of the time, your puppy's peeing in the right spot on these pee pads. So if we're at this level now, we can then start moving these pad pee pads eventually to become just one pad inside the house. And that one will then start moving towards um, the door, the doggy door, or the air, the balcony, anywhere that you want the puppy to go. So we do a migratory process. We don't just go, all right, cool, you're peeing on the pads and then before you know it, they're all in one and then they disappeared because the puppy's just going to go, hey, there was a pad here yesterday. Where did it go? So what you want to do is if you've got 100% reliability, your puppy's peeing on these pads here and nowhere else in the house, then we slowly start moving these pee pads. You move them like 30 centimeters every day. So if it's a small little shift, small little shift. So if you have one here, one here, and one there inside this big room, you want to space them out so then these two can kind of get close together to one. This, these two can kind of get close to one. And then if that happens over the next week, week and a half, and the puppy's finding that pee pad to go to the toilet on, then we can start moving it 30 centimeters every day, closer and closer towards that door there. Hope that makes sense with my hands moving around, but I hope you guys get the point that we don't want to just go, cool, three becomes one and becomes no in like three days. That's just too much of a, no one wants the pee pads in the house. I get it. But it's important that we make this slow progress in for longer lasting results. Having a doggy door is really good. Think about having a doggy door installed into your screen door or even on a glass sliding door for, door for small dogs. You can install them in sliding glass doors. For larger dogs, you may not be able to cut a big hole. So check out Patio Link. Or if you're not in Sydney, then check out check out what Patio Link is, their website, Google it. And then from there, you can find different companies that are local to you that find it. It's basically a, a frame that fits inside the door frame so then the sliding door can butt up towards it. So then we're not um, putting holes in the glass because if you're renting, you may not want, you may not be able to do that. So you have this panel there. It's a big glass, tempered glass panel. And then at the bottom, it has, it has its doggy door. And then from there, if you want to move or you don't need it anymore, you remove it and the door closes as per normal. So it's not any permanent thing. Or you can then install one yourself in your door there. But have a doggy door so your dog has access to go in and out of the house. Now, if the dog's outside, well, then I guess you don't need a doggy door. If you don't want to put one, that's fine. But just make sure that if your puppy's inside the house or your dog's inside the house and it's been about half an hour and you haven't seen them go to the toilet yet, go outside before they have to go themselves and then we'll give them that opportunity. And if you get into this routine every half an hour, every 45 minutes for the first few weeks of your puppy's life, then we can start you will slowly start opening that gap so then maybe it becomes every hour or so. But it all just depends on each individual dog and how long they can hold it, etc. 
So that's a little bit of a rundown of how to make sure that we're being proactive. You're making sure that you have some some places for your puppy to go pad. Now, remember, inside the exercise pen, the exercise pen, the, pu- the puppy can pee in the pen. But in terms of the actual crate itself, we don't want them to go toilet in the crate. I think we may have to address crate training in its own self because it's a more of a longer topic. But this is a as a rundown, if you want to start this, the stages of doing some crate training, is that you have food, you lure your puppy into the crate. The puppy goes into the crate, you mark and reward, mark and reward every time the puppy goes in. You can probably start putting it on command as well, in your crate, on your bed, etc. whatever word you like to use. If you can lure the puppy into the crate and you say crate, they go in there, we reward. Then we start closing the door for two seconds, you open it, reward. Close the door, open reward, then you get them to come outside again. And we play this game for a couple of days. And then over time, that door gets closed for five seconds. You reward, reward, open the, the door, and the puppy can come out. 10 out of 10 repetitions in a row, if you're getting successful behavior, you go from five seconds to 10 seconds, 10 seconds to half a minute, half a minute to a minute, two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, etc. You see how we're opening that gap. And then over time in your journey of training, then your puppy will learn that it can stay in the crate as an eventual goal for the seven, eight hours that you're asleep. They stay in the crate. There's no toileting. We let them out. They go toilet. And for the first year of your puppy's life, if you can crate train them effectively, you're doing many favors for you and your, and your dog. You're teaching your pup how to be in an enclosed space on its own where it's a downtime, it's no training time, it's no toileting, it's just rest time. When we come out of the pen, it's when we're doing training, it's when we're exercising, it's when we're having fun. So it can teach your pup how to switch on and switch off. It helps with impulse control, helps with developing um, good confidence within yourself. So it does help with separation, distress as well, and good management in the house. Don't leave your puppy running free inside your house doing everything that, that it wants to do because the problem with that is that it... um it develops too many behaviors that you don't want to see. So crate training is very important. If you choose not to do crate training, you can still use your exercise pen as a place where your puppy can be, or some people classically use the laundry, the laundry at space. So there's a couple different variations. I'm not going to tell you what to do and what you shouldn't do. I recommend for certain things, and then there's different options as well. Crate training number one, have an exercise pen number two, and have or have a desired place where your puppy can stay. So this is a little bit about um, the puppy side of toilet training. You want to make sure that we're developing good routine. Now, one more thing about the crate training is that let's just say your puppy can do um, three hours being inside the pen. If your puppy's only 12 weeks old and it's staying, sorry, inside of its crate and your puppy's doing three hours inside that crate, you're going to have to wake up throughout the night and let your puppy out to go to the toilet. We don't want them to pee on top of the bed inside the crate because then that creates the wrong behavior. We want them to learn how to hold their toilet. So we let them out of the, the crate. We go to the toilet, etc. Inside the pen, you can leave them in there. Hopefully, they're doing it on their pad. Don't have too many high expectations as well, everyone. Puppies are only learning how to interact with the world. We hate toil- um, dog peeing on, on its blankets and putting its poo everywhere, and it's gross, right? However... Be patient with with this process here because it's not a it's not an overnight quick fix. You want to start showing the pup how to do do a behavior like that. So another thing now we're going to talk a little bit about older dogs because um, that's a little bit different. If you've just acquired a dog, whether you've rescued him or a friend's given you a dog, or you've just never had good toilet training inside your house, what I would suggest is if your dog can't hold the pee inside the house, then I'm assuming that there's a couple of other behaviors that are probably happening too. Generally, they're not as relaxed and calm inside the house. They're probably a little bit more boisterous because they've spent their whole life maybe as a backyard dog and then we don't know how to have them inside. So my advice is, let's just say if your dog's over, well, this is for puppies as well, so it's not any different. 
However, let's just say we want to bring the dog inside. We let the dog come inside while they're on the lead. So very important, have them on the lead and teach a bed command. So you have your dog on your bed, like on its bed while you're watching TV and you want your dog to spend half an hour. Let's just do half an hour for the first week. You're on the lead, you spend your time on the bed. You can have your dog's rations of dinner inside of a treat pouch and you're rewarding the the dog for staying on its bed while you're inside the house. Half an hour's up, we go outside. Either you go outside and leave your dog hang out for an hour or two on its own, then you bring the dog back inside. In terms of toileting, we want to give them opportunity to go outside, go to the toilet. When you capture it, the dog sniffs around, does a pee, toilet, 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 yes, and reward. And hopefully that gives you, see, again, remember, it's management. If you let your dog just running free around the house, he's going to pee on everything. He's going to poo in places you don't want. So good management first, good timing. Know that, you know, you realize that an hour goes pretty quick and it's like, oh, it's been an hour, an hour and a half, and the dog hasn't gone toilet yet. Time to go outside and give him opportunity, show him where to go to the toilet. And now some people ask me the question while the dog's inside the backyard, where should I let my dog? Like I want my dog to pee in the most corner of the grass where it's away from everyone. And that's very desirable. And I would agree that would be great. However, sometimes that may not be a very easy expectation to fulfill. If your dog's peeing on the grass on the grass only and not peeing on the pavers, you're doing all right already. So this is good. Don't ask for too much too quickly, remember? Now, there are some ways of getting your dog to generally go up into a corner of the yard or whatever. But before we talk about that, we'll talk about is your dog peeing on the pavers, the concrete or the cement places where you don't want them to go toilet. So we want to distinguish to begin with, you don't pee on hard surfaces, you pee on the grass or you poo on the grass, same thing. So we want number ones and number twos on grass and we leave the pavers for us to walk on because it's a lot harder to clean, harder to manage. One way of doing that, because again, unless you hang out in your backyard for the whole time your dog's there, or if you're not crate training, well, then it's hard to be able to show the dog where to go. So back to top crate training, if you're crate training your dog, when you come outside to give your dog opportunity to go to the toilet, you walk the dog on the lead straight to the grass and you reward him for doing on the grass. That's if you have a dog that's crate trained. And we probably wouldn't even be having these conversations because it's very easy to, to be able to achieve if you're doing this. If your dog's just hanging out in the backyard, free roam in the backyard, but you come home and there's poo and there's pee on on all of the hard services, well, then this can be a little bit harder. So it's either you're hanging around and you're waiting for the dog to do it within 1.6 seconds. If he's peeing in the wrong in the wrong place, get him by the collar, you say no, and you take him back onto the grass. If you cap, catch him peeing on the grass, then you mark it, toilet, 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 yes, and then reward him. And that's the best way of doing it while you're there. Now, not all the time. Who's standing in the backyard all the time waiting for the dog to go to the toilet? So what you could do, and it has worked in the past, is that we start feeding the dog in the places we don't want to go toilet. So if you just walk into the backyard and immediately it's pavers and then there's grass, we first start doing a certain section of the pavers. This is where we feed. Whether you're feeding your dog in the bowl, you can also scatter feed your food on the ground. I personally don't like chucking food on the ground for the dogs to eat. It does kind of develop them to be like a scavenger. But maybe for the toilet training side of things, maybe you can do it for that for that reason and then you can stop doing it. I just don't want to encourage dogs eating everything off the ground. It's a bad bad place to be especially when you're out and about dogs eating god knows what but anyway you can scatter the food on the ground or feed in different areas on certain parts of the pavers you have a big area start off with a certain section maybe like a two by three sort of two by three meters um, area and then you can slowly start going across the pavers over days and weeks go by so the dog learns we don't because dogs generally don't want to go toilet where they eat so if we can feed them in the areas where we don't want to go toilet then we start to see that they start doing it more on the grass so this is option number one again not very easy to 
to achieve, but it can happen. And then let's just say the dog's doing everything on the grass, but you want to do in the corner. Well, you do the same thing. You start feeding different areas of the grass and you expect the dog to do it in one area. Another thing is that if a dog, if you want them to do a poo in one spot, you've got to pick up that poo every day. Because what happens is the dog will poo in one spot, they will generally not pee on top of it. They'll poo right next to it. And then after a week, they've pooed everywhere else and they've started to come closer towards the door and further away. Because dogs, my dog anyway, he goes into the right, most corner of the house and does his toilet most of the time. And I haven't done anything except that's just where he likes to go. But because I'm regularly picking up his poo, it's not sitting around and he's more likely to want to be in that area. So that's also another thing to do. Make sure you clean the yard often. Good for hygiene anyway and also good for your dog's toilet training. And... Hopefully that gives you a couple of tips there to work on. Like we're not going to fix everyone's problems in today's um, Q&A episode. However, it gives you a few things to start with anyway. Also, another really important point is that when you're, it's a leisure safe for the dogs outside or even inside the house, harder with carpet, harder for me to, well, we'll talk about carpet. There's a few things we can talk about, but I know for hard surfaces is that if you're going to be cleaning urine, clean urine with vinegar mixed with water because the vinegar neutralizes the ammonia in the, in the urine. So if you're using like a bleach or a bleach based product, you're putting ammonia on ammonia and it generally sticks around and the smell can kind of stay there. If you're using a vin, like, so you can use, um, like a disinfectant to clean like any, any of the bad bugs. But then we use the vinegar to get that rid of that smell. Especially if a dog, like a male dog in particular, is peeing outside on your wall, you're going to smell it even after you've cleaned it. So you clean it, you get your spray with vinegar, and you give it a good spray, and you keep doing it, and you'll notice that that smell will start to go away. It's natural, it's cheap, it's easy, and it's something for you guys to consider as well. There's another thing, a little bit more um, not so professional, I guess, but it works when I've been looking after dogs um, in my own place, or even if I'm going out bushwalks with my dogs, is that and this is probably more for the boys, is that, um, especially if you have a male dog as well, I've noticed with spades that if I'm out bushwalking and there's no toilets and I pee on the tree, he comes right after me and he pees on the tree. And I started noticing that and I thought, well, when I was looking after dogs in my house, I would prefer if the new dog that come over started peeing in the back there. So I would encourage him to do that by I walk out in the back where hopefully my neighbors aren't watching and I'll pee on the back stump um, next to the tree or on the fence there. And what happens is the dogs are more inclined, like they kind of line up behind me and they start peeing on the, um, in that spot there. One spades pees there, then the other dog pees there, especially with boys that are marking their, their spot. It kind of really helps with that. You kind of keep in the utmost corner in one area. So that's more for older dogs. Puppies don't get that stuff. Um, you may not even be keen to do it. Get your young son to go do it so you don't feel embarrassed. But, but it does work. Um, if you have the area to do it. And there are pheromone sticks as well that you can get that you can put in the ground. I know pet barns sell them. They're like a little yellow um, post thing, about this big, you whack it in the ground and apparently has a smell and the pheromones of another male dog. So then dogs start to pee on it. I've seen some clients use it and it's been really successful. And I've seen other people, it just hasn't made a big difference. So there's a couple of other ways of encouraging your dog to go to go in that one spot. So a few things there to think about. Hopefully, it's given you a bit of an insight. If there's any further questions, don't hesitate in whatever comment box you're um, below this video, depending on where you're listening to, hit it up on there, or you can just straight out message us through Instagram, Facebook, and on our Gmail account, lifewithyourdogpodcast at gmail.com, even on our website as well. So there's many different ways of contacting us. If there's a question, just don't hesitate. Let us know. And I hope you enjoyed the Q&A today. If there's any questions, let me know. And I hope you guys have a great day. Take care and thanks for listening. See ya. Thank you for listening to another show of Life With Your Dog. Please like, rate and share if you're enjoying our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. 
For all dog training videos, tips and techniques, visit nooches Thank you and stay tuned for next time.